I'm Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to My Bleeding Ears. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears, a very special episode. I believe it's going to be episode 82, <laughs> I think. Um, this is going to be kind of a quick episode. We're not going to have anything before uh, we go to the movie of the week because uh, this is special. This is a very special episode because I get to review a movie um, that hasn't come out yet, uh, that was only shown once so far. And it is being hailed as the the new Room movie, <laughs> the Tommy Wiseau movie. So I was able to check out this film uh, by Danzig called Veronica at the Cinepocalypse film, Genre Film Festival. And it was opening night. Based on his comic book? Based I on read? his comic book, mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. So now uh, I'm just going to set up how, like, um, how... I know Danzig and how I've followed him throughout my life and everything, just to give you a little context of me going into this movie and coming out of it. So, I first saw Danzig back in probably 1992 or 91, one of those years, and it was for the music video Mother that I saw on MTV. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the whole music video, it was on Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) <laughs> and they showed Danzig, you know, the parts. They don't show the whole video of Beavis and Butthead. They just show little parts of it. So I was like, wow, this song's really cool. I like Danzig, you know? And I was like, yeah, and I ended up getting that, um, I ended up getting that cassette. <laughs> oh yes. So wait, did cassette. Beavis and Butthead like this video? Yeah, oh yeah, they did. I believe they did like the mother video. <laughs> uh, so then that's, yeah, that's, I was like, all right, Danzig, yeah, fucking hell yeah. And then... I want to say, like, a year or two later, they released another video of the same song, but it was, like, a live version of Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you never heard Mother, I'm not going to sing it for you, so look it up. Because <laughs> um, you have. You've heard you've Mother. You've heard of it. Yeah. Um, so years later, though, you know, I'm, I'm in, I was, like, a metal dude, so I listen to all sorts of metal. Didn't really listen to Danzig all that much. Um... Didn't really know anything too much about Danzig either. There was no internet, and I couldn't do any research at that time. Mm-hmm. This was like 91, 92, 93, around that time. Um, so I had no idea he had other bands prior to um, him, Danzig, his mm-hmm. band. Right. Uh, Misfits, right? And I never really listened to Misfits, and I didn't know what the hell that meant. And until like someone told me, like, oh, you should listen to Misfits, man. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And I listened to Misfits, and I'm like, oh, Danzig, all right, cool. And it sounded... Just- more punk rock. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot more punk rock, mm-hmm. a lot more raw kind of music, yeah. you know, and I like how he became. Uh, didn't see Sam Hain or any of the other things he did up to that point, but there was, then I learned, like, there was this uh, disagreement in the band of the Misfits, and that's why he left, and the Misfits kind of took a break for a long time, and then came back with a new singer, and then 
dropped that singer, got another singer, and blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. So the Misfits are still going, Danzig's still going, and sometimes they play together now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my little backstory about my knowledge of Danzig. Like, I, I, I'm just, I just didn't go into this movie not knowing who this guy is. Nobody did. I mean, right. everybody in that theater probably knew who Danzig was. Right, and, yeah. they, and they all know what kind of person Danzig is, too. Not just about what he does artistically, but himself also. Right. He's very into himself. <laughs> it's a little egotistical. A little bit, and right. And you're not the only person who said that. We talked to a no. lot of people who saw Veronica and yes. had the same sentiments towards Danzig. Yes. So everyone knew Danzig. Okay. I really never read his comic book that this is based off of. Uh, comic book movie. This is a comic book movie, really. Is he an illustrator, or did he I write don't even them? know. He okay. probably, who knows? I, I didn't give him enough of a shit to look that up. But he had some comic books still going, I believe. So, yeah. this movie yeah, is based off uh, some of his films. It's an anthology movie. Uh, I, mean, I mean, some of his comic books. And I like anthology movies. I love sure. anthology movies. They're some of the coolest. Yeah, Creepshow, VHS movies, Tales from the Dark Side, all... Just a ton of different totally. anthology films. Mm-hmm. I love them. Short stories, great. When they have a beginning, middle, and end. Wonderful. I love them. Mm-hmm. Creepshow is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, great movie. So I was looking forward to this movie because, all right, it's an anthology. It's just not going to be possibly long and boring, which a lot of these movies kind of can be. <clears throat> Especially when musicians put out movies a lot of yes. times. They're very artsy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, my day... Starts out about 6 o'clock when I get home, and you're like, I don't want to go see this movie. No, I really didn't care, and I was tired. And I was like, eh, no problem. You know, I woke up early that day, like 6 in the morning, you know, and I got home at 6. And then, yeah, I went and went off to go see this film alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I get to the theater about 40 minutes early. 6.20, I'm at the Music Box Theater. <clears throat> and, um... I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a smoke before I go in and start seeing what's happening in the music box before I get, you know, my tickets. And well, I got my tickets, came back out, having a cigarette. And I see one of the programmers for Cinepocalypse. He's talking to a couple guys. Um, and then this one guy comes over to them. He has, like, a, a really nice camera. And he has, like, a, a recorder on his Like, it looks maybe his phone or he has, like, a separate recording device. So he's like a media. Yeah, he was like a media person. Yeah. I don't know where from, but he's a media dude. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking to like one of the programmers, and the programmer's like, oh, those dudes are the producers of the movie. So he starts talking to the producers. And when he goes to start to talk to the producers, the guy, one of the programmers of the show, slowly starts to slink away from the conversation. <laughs> That's a way to deflect there. He backs off, and I start paying more attention to what's going on. And the first question that comes out of the interviewer is, so, uh, tell me about this movie. What's it about? And then the, <laughs> the producer takes a deep breath and says, oh man, it's just a bunch of crazy fucking shit, dude. <laughs> Which set off alarms in my head yeah. going... Okay, why didn't you just tell him what the movie's about? Right. And you're telling me just how crazy and fucked up the movie is. Hmm, okay, something is fucking wrong here. And the programmer that we talked to the next day mentioned that they were still editing this film. 
Uh, that morning. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so I was, I, I overheard some of that stuff too. And before they showed the movie, they were they were saying that, um, no, the movie just finishing up right now. They uh, had to edit it, and now they're bringing the film. It's stuck in traffic right now. That's what they kept <laughs> saying. It's stuck, stuck in traffic. Danzig's nowhere in sight. It's stuck in traffic. Because <laughs> Danzig was going to be there, which was another big point of this premiere is that Danzig was going to introduce his goth comic book fucking movie to the yeah. world. And I just think he came late. <laughs> That's what I really think. He was stuck in traffic. That's what I think. I mean, they could be telling the truth, but who cares? Danzig finally did show up, but yeah. So he didn't introduce the movie, because a lot oh, of the he did. filmmakers did. Oh, he, he did. did. Okay. He did introduce the movie, which I'll get to in a second. So, at about 6.45 is when I enter the theater to get my seat. I don't sit all the way up front. I kind of sit towards the back left. And I'm just chilling, you know, waiting for things to go on. And I'm starting to watching. I'm, I'm looking at all the people coming into the theater, and they're all people my age. Good crowd? Yeah, it was a good crowd. It was mm-hmm. probably about... 400 people there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a really good crowd. Because, yeah, there a lot of Danzig fans. So, from there, um, I just waited and I was people watching. And, yeah, I was seeing people our age, maybe a little older, 40s, mid-40s, upper 40s. Uh, former metal-looking people. We got some people who still look all metal and shit coming to see this Danzig film. You know, um, this is going to be a spectacle. Even <laughs> if the movie is... Bad, mediocre, or yep. good, we still have Danzig there, and mm-hmm. he's gonna be fucking weird and shit. So, this is an experience because <laughs> people know this asshole. Alright. It's past 7 o'clock now. One of the programmers comes up, tells us, you know, it's in traffic right now, the film's just being finished, blah, blah, blah. It's gonna get here about a half hour late. Alright, cool. I'm fine with that. Movie's coming. Fine. I go out and have another cigarette. Programmers are still talking about the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we know, it's a premiere and everything. People can wait a little bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. There's only one movie today. That's fine. That's cool. Right. So I go back into the theater, go back to the seat where I was, start people watching again, and not too many people around me just yet. Um, Then one guy kind of sits, like, in front of me to the left, and then there's, like, a couple who end up sitting a few rows in front of me, too. Um, And later on during the movie... Well, I'll get to that, actually. You know, I'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danzig finally shows up with a police escort. Yeah. Because, oh my god, some 44-year-old mama is going to want to blow some pot-bellied fucking dude's dick. <laughs> who, who hasn't scored anything awesome in like 20 years. Yeah, metal fans are like the most harmless, yeah. <laughs> cat-loving guys I've ever met. And... <laughs> <laughs> Danzig shows up, goes up on stage, they introduce him, he comes up, everyone cheers, hey Danzig. Then, um, Danzig isn't as big and muscular as he used to be, you know, I don't want to body shame the dude. But he's probably in his, like, late 50s by now, Yeah, right? yeah probably, yeah. man, he was in, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, probably mid to late 50s. So he's got, like, I'm a big pot belly old. now. Yeah. yeah, everyone gets old, true. It's not, it's like seeing... If you were to see Arnold Schwarzenegger and then see him, you see him in his prime, then come see him 30 years later, he's got like a big old belly or triple chins, then you're like, oh, fuck, you know, you, you tend to notice things like yeah. that. He's Dan- 64. 64. Sorry. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Danzig used to be real skinny in the Misfits, and then he bulked up for Danzig, mm-hmm. and then, then you know, aged. <laughs> 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 he aged. <laughs> 
Alright. He introduces the movie, and before it starts playing, you know, he's just talking about how much, you know, uh, he had to have the right budget to do this movie. He kept talking about the budget, having money, doing the budget, 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 budget. And he finally found the right people from Cleopatra Pictures, you know, they, they funded him and everything. He was able to do what he wanted, you know, fuck all these action hero movies, these comic book <laughs> films, blah, blah, blah. Fuck all that shit, I do what I want. And I'm sitting there like, you know, bitch, this fucking movie is based off a comic book, right? And you're up here talking <laughs> shit about comic books yeah, and comic, comic book, book movies, movies and superheroes. Like, okay, like, this is your first movie, too. And during this, too, he said, you know, I earned a degree in photography. And I'm like, oh, okay. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, so you might have an eye for something, you know? This might be great. He might totally blow us all away. Yeah. Because I haven't seen, I hadn't seen any of his music videos after Mother. And, I mean, they just kind of look shitty to me anyway. So, <laughs> and I didn't really like his music past, like, Danzig 3 or whatever. <laughs> so, I, I, like, okay, great. Photo you, you have a, a degree in photography. That's wonderful. Let's see how this transitions to the screen. Mm -hmm. And then we get the start of the movie. <clears throat> Danzig goes, disappears somewhere. Who the fuck knows where he goes? I'm thinking he's in the projection booth. Okay. But he did, I mean, you think he sat and watched it. He did, I know he sat yeah. and watched it, because of afterward what he said. Right, okay. Movie starts, and the wraparound begins, and it's of this woman tied up, and this other really hot woman comes up, <laughs> and I think her name's like Demonica or some shit, or... It's not Veronica? No, it's not Veronica. <laughs> which is... Like a mixture of violence and erotica. That's what erotica right. means. Mm -hmm. um, the wraparound host plucks out this woman's eyes <laughs> with her fingers <laughs> and takes out the eyeballs. And we're like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be bloody as hell. Because before that even, when Danzig was on stage, he's like saying, you know, you know I showed this movie to some of like my horror bu buddies and dudes who are in the industry and everything, and they were like, whoa, dude, I've never seen stuff like that before. Is that really how dancing sounds? No, that's me making fun <laughs> of dancing, actually. But that, that's what he said, though. I was like, right. I was like oh, fuck, this is going to be nuts. <laughs> Maybe the producer outside was telling the truth. Maybe. Mm, no, okay. <laughs> so we get to see that one, and then that's when the movie starts. Um, the beginning of it's like shows everyone's name, and it's like animated footage of shit that's going to happen through the movie. Okay. Um, all interesting. Then the movie starts. The first segment starts, actually. And if you haven't read anything about the movie yet, <laughs> this will be great, because uh, the beginning scene takes place in this apartment building where this woman with large breasts is making out with this other dude. And they're going at a hardcore making out, and this dude's totally grabbing her titties and everything, squishing them, and he keeps trying to lift her shirt up. And she keeps telling him, no, 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 don't do that. And then he finally gets her shirt up, and you see that she has uh, no nipples, but she has eyes for nipples. <laughs> and it's really never explained uh, why she has eyes on her nipples, and if they're, they can see or not, or if they're blind eyes, who knows? You're like, You would think that the guy would have some questions. Yeah. Maybe illuminate, shed some light on and, the. But he just freaked out. Look, nipples. Oh. I mean, I probably would have been intrigued. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, like, can you see me out of just this nipple, <laughs> this boob eye right here, or what? 
I would have loved to play with that, that idea, but... Anyway, the dude leaves, and she starts to cry, and then her... I want to say her id becomes alive, which is... Um, it's of this albino spider, and I believe the name of the... Um, of the uh, segment is called the albino spider Javette or some shit. I don't okay. know. Don't even remember because it was that bad. <clears throat> so she starts crying and I believe one of the tears hits this albino spider and it becomes a, a humanoid spider person. <laughs> albino person too. So um, you have this albino guy who probably is an albino. Um, in like, um, he has, he's on his two spider legs and he's using two of his spider arms, but his other four arms are just kind of dangling there and aren't being used or moving or anything. So they're having these long scenes of this character talking, and it's just of him moving his top arms and none of his other arms are moving. <laughs> and it's just it's just there. And this is probably the best framed moment of the movie, too, is this scene of them introducing the spider character because... It's the only time this movie is framed at all. Because every other no. shot in this movie, shit's cut off. Shit's, it just doesn't look good at all. It looks it looks very amateurish. You know, It looks like there weren't very many cuts in this film. And that's another thing I read also through some of these uh, reviews of the movie is that it seems like Danzig never yelled cut. Because <laughs> some of these scenes keep going on forever. Mm. Zoom, like... We'll get to the best one when it just never cuts away, which is the third one. The third one's the best one to me. Well, not the best as in, like, if it's good. I mean, it's the best as in I can probably make fun of it the most. Right. <clears throat> Along with this first one, which for the girl with the boob eyes, yeah, I, that's just ridiculous, too, and it's never, ever explained. <laughs> so this... Maybe you have to have read the comic books. But why the fuck would I have to read the comic book <laughs> before I watch this movie? You'd be like, okay, you got to read the Spider-Man comic book before you watch Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you're, you're not, not going to get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this albino spider is called the Neckbreaker, I believe, too? Or um, the cops are, are looking for this guy called the Neckbreaker, which they don't know is an actual spider-human... <coughs> hybrid and so I guess uh, once the boob lady falls asleep the boob eye lady falls asleep the spider comes alive and does what he wants uh, one of the scenes is that he confronts a prostitute in this alley oh before anything else this is this takes place in France this segment where all the American actors are speaking with really shitty French oh, accents yeah you mentioned that yeah. yes and that's when we start to think, me and the audience in here start to think that this is meant to be this way. That it's supposed to be kind of noirish, you know, and, and make fun silly, of it. Yeah. And be silly. So when we first see Boobie Lady, the fucking crowd cracks up <laughs> for Boobie Lady. Oh boy. <laughs> and it really didn't stop. Uh, the laughter did not stop throughout this movie once that came on. Sounds like it stopped when he did a Q&A. <laughs> I wanted, you know, I, I should... <laughs> and I didn't stay for the Q&A, which I'll get to in a bit. 
Because I would have asked the question, like, hey, can the, the eyes and the boob lady wink? Or are they always open? Does she have to keep them moist all the time? Does she need eye drops for them? Does she ever need sunglasses for them? She goes See? topless bathing. So I had so many questions, but he probably As would have... one would, yeah. He probably would have not answered any of those. <laughs> so maybe it's good I stay away. <laughs> so uh, the, one of the best lines of the movie comes from the albino spider when he's talking to the prostitute in the alleyway. He goes... He tells her he's going to fuck her in the ass, then break her neck. Which he just pretty much just breaks her neck. And that's the end of the scene. Uh, and then the police are out saying, calling this guy the neck breaker and everything. And then he breaks a couple more necks. And a him. prostitute, sir. Just whomever, really. <laughs> and then he ends up, like at the end, I, I, I believe him and the boob lady like embrace... And that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the uh, the segment. That's it. Uh, <laughs> so she does. She is aware of the spider. Oh, yeah. She knows okay. the spider. Yeah, and she's trying to defend herself, you know. Blah, 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 you know, with a horrible French accent and everything. <laughs> Do you think the French programmer was offended by the accents? I bet the French programmer, <laughs> which I believe his name is Hugo. Hugo it is, yeah. Um, I'm sure he was... <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should have asked him that outside. <laughs> yeah. When we had a conversation with him, we should have I asked him. I guess I thought you mentioned the bad accents oh, to him, man. but maybe that was somebody else you were talking to. No, yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that was our first segment. Our second segment. Oh, fuck. I'm having a hard time even remembering the second segment. Oh, yes, yes. This one is interesting. This one um, was probably the best filmed of all three of them. Uh, this one is about a woman who rips off or cuts off other women's faces and wears them as her own. Interesting story. Yeah. This could work. And she's also a stripper. Okay. So, I would like to think that, you know, she would go out, kill these women, wear her face as a, wear her, that, their person's face as a stripper and go on stage and dance as them. Yeah. That that's, would, that's a great. That is interesting. That yeah. is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Danzig did that. But instead of showing her with that face on, they covered up her face with like a half mask over her nose that you couldn't tell that she had a different face on. <laughs> in like the, while she was stripping, while she was stripping okay. in the most well lit strip club in the entire world. Because <laughs> because the, the best thing about this movie, best and worst thing about this movie, is that it's lit very well. Mm -hmm. A lot of independent films you really can't see a lot of the time, especially horror movies, because it's cheaper and the lighting isn't the best. So right. you end up missing out on a lot of things. Or they just want to cover up a lot of shit, too. It's a good way to do that. But Danzig just blew that purple light all over the fucking place <laughs> while this stripper danced for a good few minutes just kind of staring at you. Through you, a mask. Through a mask. Through two masks. Face. Yeah. <laughs> So this goes on throughout the movie, and this is the part where we get to meet, we we get to see Courtney Stodden, actually. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah, and she was probably the best part of this segment. We <laughs> had a really long interview with her, and she's a very interesting person. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. So yeah, she's in this movie, very small part, gets her face ripped off, and it would really help if these these special effects were good, but they're not. Um, 
here's what they did for the face cutting scene where they cut off one of the women's faces. You see them doing the outline of their face with a knife and the blood's going along the side. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they're going to cut and then cut back into them ripping the face off. Right. <clears throat> that works. And then that's been done in movies for 100 years now. Yeah. When they cut back, though, it's not like they tear off the face. It's like they kind of just peel it off a little bit. It's like someone put like uh, that face on there and then they just kind of took it off. So there's really nothing keeping anything else from this face from coming off, you know, like <laughs> muscles and, and nerves muscles. and all this other shit. It kind of just like, oh, I just took it off like a piece of lunch meat off this woman's <laughs> face. <clears throat> so that was fucking horrible. Like, And people cracked up at that too because <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> So it was not the gore fest that everyone expected. It was the poor fest, well, that's what it was. <laughs> Alright, third segment. No, I'm still on this one. <laughs> then the cops show up, right? And the cops, and this is right around the time I start to really feel like this is all kind of a joke and this is all the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a satire or supposed to be sure. an homage to, to f- funny and quirky noir movies mm-hmm. with horror in it. I was like, man, this guy might be a fucking genius. <laughs> but he's not, though, because it's all meant to be that way. The acting was so horrible with some of these people. The lines that were given, oh, it was just bad. Did he write this? Yes. Yeah, yeah he wrote, wrote it and it, directed. Wrote, directed, probably edited the motherfucker, too. Did some of the music. Oh, yeah, here's another thing. The music. I keep hearing, like, oh, Danzig music's in this. Danzig music. I barely heard the motherfucker. Plus, his music's not even that good. <laughs> And that was probably still the sta- one of the standouts of the movie was the, his supposed music, but it was just fucking boring. A lot of titties in this movie, and for me to get bored at titties, that's something. But luckily, the crowd was there to cheer me up, <laughs> because right around this time is when I'm gonna say a woman probably mid forties, probably has a couple kids not right now. Didn't, you know, uh, stop being metal after 24 years old and, you know, started to come into motherhood, you know, became a mother, does mother things. She's like, oh, Danzig, I like movies and I like Danzig when I was younger. She goes with a few of her friends around the same age, too, to this movie and they sit right in front of me. And the woman right in front of me, I can just feel her cringing and laughing and going to her friends going, what the fuck? fuck is going on (laughs) and while that's happening i look up and those two people that are sitting a few places in front of me are talking to each other the whole time just kind of ripping on this movie (laughs) and right behind them just some dude sitting perfectly still watching this piece of shit and here i am looking at these people in front of me not all who kind of look like danzig people and i'm sitting in my chair with my hand over my face Watching through my fingers the rest of this movie because I'm getting embarrassed for this film. And I just start to think about how Danzig is watching this film right now, loving his film, but not understanding why people are laughing at his film. So you started to feel bad for Glenn Danzig, is what you're saying. So everyone, yeah, so everyone's going, ha 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 ha. And I'm going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I just get feeling that Danzig's going, oh, <laughs> listening to these people crack up at his fucking movie, because he wanted this shit to be completely serious, 
and it is not, and people did not take this movie seriously. He should lean into it and still release it, like Tommy oh, Wiseau. It's getting released. There, um, it's playing tomorrow, actually, the twenty fifth, and if for another viewing in L.A., they're okay. showing it, <laughs> and then it's being released on Halloween to VOD. Oh, okay. Ah, so yes. I will be able to watch it. Yes, you will. You spoiled it for me already. Good. You, well, you'll get to see it and be like, oh, I remember he said, said that part. And he's right, because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of these reviews, too. And these guys are 100% true on what they're saying in these reviews. And I'll read some of the comments afterward, and people are like, boy, you just don't like Danzig, or maybe you just don't get his work, and I don't trust this guy's review. All these people are saying the same thing. I don't trust this. Dude. These people are not lying about this movie. Yeah. They are fucking true. All these stories. And yeah, you may not be into Danzig, but he's not lying. Right? Yeah, but you said the people who showed up to this film looked like they would be Danzig fans. Right, yeah. They weren't coming to mock his film. They weren't, they were not at all. Thinking it might be great. No, I'm sure there yeah. were a few people in there going to mock his movie. Which, sure. I mean, I guess you could put me in that one, too, because here I am right now, mocking this fucking movie. <laughs> so, but you had no idea what to expect, and yeah. you were a fan of Danzig. Yeah. Used to be. I wasn't a huge fan, but then then you get to see stuff about him, like, on YouTube. At one time, he got bitch-slapped by someone, and just him being an asshole. So you get to see... I mean, I've seen stuff like that in personal accounts of people. He's a jag-off. <laughs> so let's get to the third mm-hmm. anthology, uh, of the third story of the anthology. And this was my favorite one. Uh, this is a retelling of um, Elizabeth Bathory, and this is a character also from the comics called Druhika or something like that. Okay. Uh, that's how you pronounce her name. And mostly what this movie is, is of Druhika uh, either killing people or slitting throats and bathing in blood or checking herself out in the mirror. <laughs> That's basically the movie. Uh, it starts out where um, uh, Druhika goes and pretty much uh, picks up this girl or takes her because uh, for her blood from this family or the, her mother and um, just for Drew Hicka to bathe in. Drew, Drew Kidja. Drew Kidja or Drew Hicka, whatever. Yeah. It's probably impossible to pronounce. <laughs> D-R-U-K-I-J-A. Drew Kidja, whatever. So, <laughs> fuck it. All right. So this is my favorite one because this is the one where the worst shit happens. <laughs> so uh, Elizabeth Bathory gets ready to go, or Drujica, or whatever, gets ready to bathe in this pool, this fountain kind of thing, which looks actually pretty cool. It's like made of skulls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Danzig just says action, and Drujica, Drukija, <laughs> starts to uh, go into this bathtub. Um, she undresses, okay. Uh, you get to see her breasts, kind of, but her back is kind of to the camera while she's getting into her own little bathtub of blood. Mm-hmm. And during this shot, too, you get to see, like, the cables and stuff <laughs> connecting to the fountain and shit. Oh. That's a, Yeah, you, you get to see backstage of this, too. It's great. <laughs> oh, and, and heading back to the segment before, too, the bar scene where the people are stripped, where the girls are stripping, yeah, that was probably, like... Some dude's office building. I'm saying. I'm just saying. It looked. It didn't look like a bar at all, or a strip club. It looked like Lodge 214 in in 
Pennsylvania or something, you know, some somewhere where people play bingo. So he didn't get much of a budget. No, I'm sure he's fucking rich, man. You know, he, he makes hella cash. Why can't you just <laughs> throw some of your own dough on this shit? You know, Bowie look like shit anyway. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's when we get to see the fountain and she and when she's stepping in the fountain, completely nude, the camera's staying on her, and when she moves. Slightly a little bit, and you can see the crotch area a little bit. You can see that she has a merkin on. And if you don't know what a merkin is, it's like fake pubic hair or like a little thing you put by like the your private area right. when you're filming a scene. And you can see that in this movie. You can see <laughs> the merkin there when she gets into this tub. So she gets in there, and they have the one girl that she picked up before. Her neck's been sliced, and she's in the kind of that little bathtub with her and her throat is cut and then they get another girl to fill up some more blood in there so she can bathe some more so uh, they get another little girl not a little girl but a younger woman and they slit her throat so that the blood can go into to her little fucking pond <laughs> it's like now her, her her pond that you would see like in like a, an aquarium somewhere right um, so when they slit this girl's throat, it fires out of her neck for about 20 seconds, like a lone wolf and cub movie, or, as you like to mention, like a Monty Python skit, it kind of <laughs> just flays out there, um, <laughs> for a good 20 seconds, and the way it's done is the worst part, too, it's not like someone's holding this girl's head back to slit the throat and have it pour out. It's she's standing there herself and lifting her own neck for this to happen. Not dying at all while the blood is shooting out of her neck. She's just kind of like kneeling there with her neck up while the blood's firing out for the next 20 seconds. <laughs> and then for the next few minutes we get to watch her bathe in blood. Okay. And see some breasts. After that, the now infamous scene of two minutes. It felt like two minutes. It probably is two minutes. Uh, a pan in and pan out of Jujica looking in a mirror and admiring herself and kind of rubbing herself every once in a while. Now, this, covered in blood? No, no, she'd already dried off already. Okay. So, this is when the yeah the camera keeps panning in and out, panning in and out, and it kind of reminded me of like a seventies eighties dad who finally got bought like a VHS camcorder. And they're going to record like a day in their kid's life or a picnic or something or just something weird. And then they and then they're just learning out how to use this VHS camcorder. And so they zoom in and out of things for a few <laughs> times. It's like, oh, cool. Look at these effects I can make. Oh, I'm a real <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> you think yeah, it's just some fucking 40 year old dad making home movies doing this fucking movie. Oh, and it was painful. And. There's a few more kills in it, and then that's it. That was the end of the segment. And then the wraparound story? Yeah, and that was it pretty much, yeah. Then What's-Her-Face comes back on. She's a, She does adult movies. Okay. I forgot her. Caden Cross is her name. And she was the wraparound host, or I forgot her fucking... Her name is probably Veronica or some shit. Um, okay. No, it's something else. But <laughs> <laughs> so she's the host, and she's like, "Oh, see you next time." Whatever. Was barely paying attention. People are cracking up at all this shit, and that's the movie. And I was, I was mute. I couldn't say a thing. <laughs> I was in shock. Did so? Then what happened? People clapped. People. People clapped. 
people, you know, being nice, you know, uh, lights came up. And I was like, dude, I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I know this Q&A is going to be cringeworthy as hell. I should have stayed. You should have. But I thought, I was like, you know what? No, I don't, I don't want to mess, I don't want this really to mess with what I'm going to say about the movie. You'd want to feel bad for Glenn Danzig. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, as I'm leaving the theater, and the music box is just kind of, there's two theaters, but one's way larger than the other. Yeah, one's 70 seats and yeah. one's 700. Yeah. yeah. So this 700 seat theater, which is pretty big, I get up and I walk out those back doors, and when I'm walking, I see three or four police officers, sh- like, going through the back door. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? Like, I don't know, is there expecting a riot or something? Why are there all these cops here? And why are they rushing towards the back? I'm like, dude, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I, I don't I don't like cops and I don't like dancing. All right, I'm getting the hell out of here. And so I got the fuck out of there and that was it. And then the next morning I got three or four texts from different people who know that I went to go see this movie and they had read the reviews on it. And the reviews were fucking scathing. Yeah, you read a couple of them to me. And yeah, it was a magical night. And you, sh- you should have been there, honey. I know. I would have wanted to stay for the Q&A. Oh my god. But in the Q&A, you said, because yeah. people who wrote reviews did stay for the Q&A. Right, and they are like, yeah, Danzig was, he said um, that he, um, he was kind of surprised because people were laughing at certain parts that weren't supposed to be funny or yeah. that they didn't think they would laugh at. <laughs> But, oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, good. Then he was a good sport about it. Oh, my God. He's Step better. out of your box, dude. <laughs> Seriously. It's smart of him to release it. I mean, he really yes. should. Because it is going to be like The Room. It is. You're going to make money. <laughs> but you. But the thing is, you got to see this with a bunch of other people. You yeah. can't watch this alone or else right. you're going to be, be like, dude, this is the worst time I've ever had in my life. Yeah. But you watch it with a bunch of people with like an equal mind as you and equal likes and who know Danzig, then yeah, this is a definite movie you should check out. Uh, it's going to be released, um, yeah, on Halloween. And yeah, I'm, of course I'm going to watch it again, dude. This movie is <laughs> yeah, a no, fucking I, train wreck. I've got to see it now. And I had to make this a separate episode. And usually on this podcast, I don't like to shit on movies all that much. I like to kind of pick out the good parts of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm picking Courtney Stodden as the best part of your fucking movie, then I, it's a problem. She's not even credited on IMDb. She is I went all the way to the end, she's I thought, there. and I didn't saw, see her. Oh, I saw it. So, there. like, even Courtney Stodden wants to distance herself <laughs> yeah. from this movie. Maybe she's here, and I didn't see her. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, if you're in L.A. or you have nothing to do for Halloween, that's it for you, man. Check this out, because I still don't think Danzig gets it. I still think he thinks he put out a horror anthology that was full of crazy fucking shit, but it's all shit I've seen before, except for nipples and the boobs. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, I've I, seen those I plenty nipples. of times. Eye nipples. <coughs> you missed out, man. You really did. <laughs> well, you should have been on there. Halloween. Yeah, we'll watch it together on Halloween, and then we can watch stupid faced people dance. You get to see. Spiders with only four working appendages. Oh, here she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's credited. Yeah. So that's it. And that's my review of Erotica. That's my review of Danzig, really. <laughs> that's 
Oh well, man, I that was love rough. That he was a good sport <laughs> about it, at least. I don't think he knows what's going on. I don't think. <laughs> I, I I don't think he's self-aware, man. I just yeah. don't think so. I, and and everyone else out there is saying, "Oh, give this movie a chance." I don't believe what you're saying. You know, I I like Danzig. I'll give it a shot. You know, yeah, okay, yeah, give it a shot. Sure. But don't tell me that this is done by someone who's good at filmmaking because most of the shots in this movie were off-centered. People's heads were cut off. Oh, it was, geez. yeah, like, I mean, we're getting a shot from, like, cutting the top of someone's forehead off. Horrible acting. Like, some of the worst acting ever. Ever. It would have been great acting if I if it was, like, a satire on meant something. Or meant yeah. to be that way. But it's not. Nothing in that is supposed to be funny or is supposed to incite laughs or laughter or certain emotions and it does because I think it must have been a lot of it must have been like nervous laughter too in that theater fuck I'm pretty sure the women in front of me were nervously laughing through it because they're like oh my god what happened to the love of my life (laughs) 20 (laughs) years ago (laughs) oh mother you know it's oh 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 All right, all right, all right. You Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I don't. But I will say once again, the lighting in this movie—you can really see everything. It's the best part and the worst part. <laughs> the, the most well-lit strip club ever. You said. Yeah, it was. You could see everything. It was great. Um. <laughs> you can see the depression. I could see and all the sadness. I could do that in the theater. <laughs> Shit, watching this movie. Dancing. Well, if you have any questions about Veronica and you need answered, please get a, contact me at My Bleeding Ears Podcast on Facebook mostly or the um, My Bleeding Ears Podcast Gmail. So we can talk about this movie some more because prob- the chances are you're probably not going to see it until Halloween unless you live in LA and you can see it tomorrow <laughs> if you can get a ticket still because I'm. Heard they're selling like hotcakes right I now. I it'll sell out, yeah. I hope he's there, too, to introduce this train wreck. And I hope the producers are there, too, so they can watch this train wreck once again. Because, <laughs> man, they did not seem fucking enthusiastic about this film at all. <laughs> not at all. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this very special episode of My Bleeding Ears. Fuck yeah. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.